0: the main event episode nine hey man let's get it To the main event, hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of the main. Hey, I'm your main man, the host and creator of the podcast, Jermaine Parker. Hey, I'm really excited to have you guys back for another winter week of the main event. You can find the main event at our website at Uh, uh There you can find the episodes that you can download directly from the uh, website um, you can also find links to all the platforms, of like Carrie podcasts: iTunes, Google Play. Uh, recently this week, I got signed up for uh, Spotify. So um, I would say certain according like making major moves, but it's not. It was really easy. It was one button I clicked on. Uh, honestly, I'm still getting a grapple on social media because uh, I thought Spotify was just for music. And uh, through my uh, media hosting website, I was able to... Uh, sign up for that so hey that was a good deal um i wanted to um i want to say thank you to you guys um right now currently i'm well over 500 downloads for you know all the episodes total and stuff Uh, i know there's some podcasts out there to do 500 clicks uh downloads and stuff and uh the first hour uh we're not there yet but that's all right because uh i know through persistence and I uh, continue to give you guys the quality content that you uh, you tune in for, uh, that that's going to happen. I'm just really grateful because, like, right now the audience is really small, and uh, so, uh, I, you know, I've probably said this before, you know, consider yourselves on the, uh, the the tip of the spear, the riding the wave in before everybody else. Uh, this is uh, Apple when it was in the uh, in the garage. And so, thanks for having faith in me and the things that we do here on the podcast, and for continually um, uh, checking in and just keeping up to date. Um, I've been asking for, like, questions and stuff, anything that you want answered on the podcast and stuff. And um, really, uh, just uh, send me uh, some feedback. You can also uh, get a hold of me uh, through my social media, whether it be Facebook. Um the main event actually has its own Facebook page or just my personal page, Brain Parker, you can search for that. Um but the uh podcast is on Facebook page, there's Instagram, uh there's Twitter, uh I'm trying to be a little bit more active on Twitter and um it's kinda hard uh right now simply because I am out west working. Um I work for the Forest Service during the summer and, uh on one of the air tankers and uh, so we're working six on one off. So this is my day off Wednesday. And this is when the podcast is going to come out um, and the fire season isn't over until November time frame. So um, I may just keep up this whole format, um, especially if this is what you're used to getting it on a Wednesday um, or me recording on a Wednesday. Sometimes I um, I, I publish it on a Thursday, but uh, definitely all the recordings are going to be on a Wednesday because that's my downtime and it gets me the opportunity to uh, to actually prep and not be rushed to my podcast as I'm trying to carve in or not be tired um, from uh, working and stuff and then trying to come in here. You know, I want to give you guys great energy and stuff. Like last week I recorded my podcast and it was like late by the time I got to it and I'm in a hotel room and I didn't want to be too loud or, you know, but, uh, you know, and I kind of felt like I was being way too monotone um, for what I was talking about. Uh, because i 'm passionate about things I talk about with you guys, and i, I you know I really uh thank you guys again uh for the encouragement uh for the text messages uh uh how you reach out to me and stuff and uh tell me what you like what you don 't like um, believe me um i am i'm well aware of some shortcomings in like production like right now. Uh, my sound is not as good as it could be because i don't have my mixer board that's back home i can't travel with that it's a little too big and stuff so basically i got my microphone and an ipad and i'm working this thing out and um but if if you got ideas and suggestions and stuff please don't hesitate again the website com. um you know i'm i'm really excited about the direction of the podcast um, again, consistency is key and perseverance. I'm going to keep putting stuff out. Um, here in the next week, I'm going to start using actually the, uh, the boost for Facebook and for Instagram because I think I've got enough episodes out now that I can promote it. And those people who don't know me personally, who I'm trying to reach and stuff, I reach those guys by boosting my, um, my posts and stuff. And, um uh, like I said, I think the catalog is a little deeper now in Episode 9, and there's a lot of stuff for them to go back and listen to. Um, I don't suggest you personally, if you've been listening to it, go back and listen to it, because I think the podcast is getting better, and, like, I, I even cringe. Uh, I've heard that before. Uh, the, the more you do it, uh, the, the the more that you, you you get better in your craft and stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to be a um, hashtag microphone wrecker, uh where – you enjoy listening and you're looking forward, and, uh, everything's, uh, great for you. So yeah, I, I, I kind of cringe at the first episodes. I know I, I feel like I'm getting better. Um, you let me know again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, one of the things I had a lot of different things I wanted to do with this podcast. The main thing of course is the leadership stuff. And I'm going to finish up today. um, uh, what I started the leadership series where leadership lives. We're basically we're using the, um, the house as a metaphor for leadership, and we've begun the construction on that house. Um, and I'm going to finish uh, framing up that house today and talk about the floor plan uh, for leadership. So that's going to be a little bit. I'm not really going to have a lot of extra stuff. Uh, like last week, I got kind of caught up, and um, some stuff that was going on. I didn't get to um, get to my leadership stuff because I was like, already an hour in. I'm like, man, I probably got 30 minutes. On leadership. So, um, this week, I really want the focus to be on that. So, we're going to finish that series out and stuff. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I had a lot of things I want to do with this podcast. And one of those things I want to do is I want to do some highlights and stuff. I want to do highlights, want to do interviews and stuff. Um, I think I have actually solved um, how I'm going to be able to do interviews and actually edit those in uh, to my podcast. So, uh, look forward to that in um, the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully you like it. And, and in fact, I'm just going to go in to guarantee you that you're going to like it. Um, uh, just the, uh, the back and forth. Um, I was really going to introduce another element. Um, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, to bring my friend Davona in and, uh, she hasn't been feeling well and stuff. So I'm going to give her a little time before I <laughs> start pressing her to, to show up on a podcast and, uh, give you guys a real treat and uh the little back and forth with that um uh she's a uh she's a therapist and stuff and uh, one of smart people i know uh be entering into a um, her phd program this fall and very very proud of her uh, we grew up together and stuff and that's how i know her but um you know just from our conversation stuff i like it's one of those kind of things is like man dude we should record this uh people love this so you know um prayers and uh healing thoughts out to you uh, d um i want to also uh with the podcast and with my highlights and stuff and i did a couple of weeks ago with uh drew's drones uh, i want to give a shout out to my big brother who's uh living up in new york city and just uh living his best life and uh he is uh he's doing some acting and stuff so you can actually check him out on his website it's uh BrianA.Parker.com. That's his acting website. If anybody's looking for anybody to be the next, Uh, I I, I joked on Facebook and said he's trying to be next Morgan Freeman. I know he wants to be next Denzel, but he's probably gonna be next Morgan Freeman. Uh, But (laughs) you know, just uh, out there, you know. So, shouts to my brother. Uh, Thank you for your support and his wife Lori. uh, Two great people um, who um, proud to call family. Um, You know, but of course. As I spread all this positivity and all that stuff, I do want to keep with my theme of saying hi to the haters. Hi haters, hi haters, you see me. Hi haters, hi haters, you see me. Hi haters, hey. Just because every week I want to let you know that whether you turn in, tune in to me uh, for support, or you tune in to uh, criticize, I don't care. I just want you to tune in. Um, a lot of people have people that are Will Smith, uh, one of the, Will has, uh, a great Instagram. If you're not following, if you have Instagram, you're not following Will Smith. You need to follow Will Smith. He kills it on Instagram. He he doesn't post all the time, but when he does post, it's usually really, really funny or really, really profound. And, um, but there's people out there hating on Will Smith. So, uh, if Will get it, uh, I'll get it. If Jesus get it, I'll get it. So, um... But I do want to acknowledge you um, and say thank you for tuning in. Uh, you helped my download numbers. So, um, and hopefully that leads to uh, uh, the more people that download eventually um, for anybody. I had somebody ask me. So one of the questions I did get was, so what are you going to do with your podcast? Well, there's a couple things I'm going to do with the podcast. Um, in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm going to expand out my podcast to do a little bit about real estate. I talked about it in one of my earlier podcasts. Um and during my all season, I went and uh, got my real estate license. Um, I didn't join a brokerage yet, so I'm not able to actually sell yet um, because I was out here all summer and I didn't really want to join a brokerage knowing that I was just going to be paying a monthly fee and never using the services and stuff. Uh, but I'm actually kind of rethinking that and just going ahead just so I can uh, get started. And uh, so we'll start talking about a little bit of real estate. And, you know, I'm new to um the real estate game. Um however uh I have been studying and hopefully the brokerage that I uh I've been to affiliate with will be uh, I'm looking for education um as always and just trying to um get my knowledge base up so I can pass that on to you guys. So um I may end up doing a separate podcast. I don't know. I may as as that gets bigger I may do a separate one. Uh, Right now, we'll just have a a Realty Corner kind of thing where I'm talking about the business and talking about the opportunities. Um, That's probably going to happen after I affiliate with a particular brokerage so I can actually promote that. Um, But that's what's going on with the podcast. So, like I say, the highlights, trying to highlight and shout out people who are doing stuff, uh, like my big bro um, who's got his acting career going on. Um, I should, you know, um, Madam President – uh Luke Cage, some Marvel stuff, some independent stuff, some stage stuff. Uh really am proud of him. He he's been really doing a lot of uh stuff and like I said, just check out the website, Brian A Parker dot com and you can see pictures and a lot of stuff that he's up to and you know offer him his support because 'cause he's been very, very supportive of me. Um and you know, that's just uh what you do when you get a little bit older and stuff, you get grown up. I was actually having a conversation earlier about adulthood, and I said, you know, um, because I, I build myself so much as a, of a life coach as a, as a leader, I think that that's really when you talk about leadership and mentorship. You're talking about life coaching and stuff. You're talking about your experiences, and you're trying to pass those on to young people. And a, and a lot of people have this thing about the youth and the way that they're perceiving life. And um, you know, I, I, I you know, I personally believe that I, the issue that a lot of young people have is that they are actually overloaded with information so much to the point that they think they know everything and they do they know a lot i'm, I'm not taking away their knowledge base and i'm not trying to be anybody um not even millennial anymore just uh i don't even know what to call that younger generation under them but i know there's a term i'll have to look it up later but uh but even to include them Um, but there's little things that they don't understand, you know, they can tell you everything, but, uh, they can't tell you how to change oil or basic things that, you know, we were kind of, uh, I believe in my generation, I'm 42. So, you know, base your base, uh, your relatability to that in terms of when you were growing up, but there are a lot of things that we just learned how to do because, you know, when there wasn't the internet. Of things, uh, You got most of your information from the library. If your mom and dad really seriously, you know, they got you that uh, uh, encyclopedia set uh, <laughs> so you could uh, boost your learning stuff because the information has always been key. Um, but I think a lot of times in uh, testing and a lot, a lot of stuff kind of sets young people to think that there's a correct answer. And, and truly in life, what really happens is, is that you have a, a bunch of bad answers. Uh, you you have a problem and the fix to it there is okay that one sucks, that one sucks, that one doesn't suck as much. Well that one looks flat out painful. Um and I think that a, a lot of our youth uh when they, they enter into adulthood and like say it's a leadership thing, you're gonna you you are going to in your job come across people and they're gonna be kinda well, disillusioned if that's if that's the right word, I believe it is. Where they don't they don't understand why they're not making a million dollars and they're not taking champagne baths and stuff and why, and why they can't be your boss and why and why they have to listen to you because uh, you don't know anything. Um, I, I really I really really believe there's just a lot of information out there and they don't understand that uh, when they have to make choices that they're not always there's not always just like this gleamingly correct choice to make. Um, you know, sometimes the choices are, okay, am I going to pay my rent or am I going to eat? And, I mean, neither one of those is, you know, you want to do both. and But sometimes uh, life doesn't present you with the opportunity to do both. And that's when the adulthood, the the uh, being grown-ups comes in and you got to figure out, well, okay. And if you made a mistake, acknowledging the mistakes and just learning from them, everybody, I think that's the thing too, is that you have to understand everybody makes mistakes. You know, as we – we continue even with the series and stuff. We we had to had to acknowledge that none of this is perfect, um, and in fact, you know, let me just roll that right into uh, our series. And we'll just start early and go late on this, um, you know. So where leadership lives, when you're talking about your house of leadership, understand that just like a regular house, uh, there's going to be some squeaky boards. Uh, there's going to be some areas that need some extra paint. Um, there's going to be some problems within your house. Um, what I'm laying out for you is a blueprint. You know, So I'm your architect. I'm laying out your blueprint. Obviously, there's no defects in the blueprint. It's, it's perfect as perfect can be. Um, what you have to understand is that is, even as I talk about finish up, framing your house, your floor plan for the day, um, is that when you go to apply this kind of stuff, that you're human and you might cut a board too short. Uh, you might not have the perfect mixture uh, for your foundations. Uh, your footers might not be set uh, correctly. Um, the the great thing about this, as opposed to a physical house, is, is that it's not always as expensive to fix the flaws that you have in your house of leadership. Um, and just like the adulthood thing, um, you're going to make some mistakes there's going to be some choices you're going to have to make. Um, but, um, as I, as I pointed out in the earlier episode, when we were talking about and stuff, you know, I, I really believe, and that's why I started with the foundation because I really believe that foundation of your house is, uh, is extremely important. And for those, I'm not going to uh, go all the way back and, and do everything. I'm me to flip my paper. Um, but communication that was the that was the thing for your foundation and because if you if you don't have good communication none of this stuff you're not going to be able to uh, translate communicate your vision to people um, for your leadership and that's what's really important Um, when just think about this podcast it's all about communication and when I tell people that, you know, remember that classic model of communication is is that the sender uh, encodes his message, sends it, the receiver decodes it, and translates that to what they want, and then they you get that feedback loop where they give you feedback on your message and stuff. And so you 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 know when you're when you talk about leadership, it's all about how you encode and how you send that message. And hopefully that translates well, and people are able to decode it the way that you meant it when you sent it. Um, but communication is the foundation of that. You, you got to start there if you're going to try to. Because leadership is just basically influence. How much influence do you have? Um, what can you inspire uh, people to do? And and that's really what we want to see out of our leadership. We want to see inspiration where people are excited to do the things that they need to do. Um, I was telling somebody, you know, for years I I was kind of on the fence about whether I wanted to go back to college or, or not because I left high school. I didn't go right away. Then I went to college, and I kind of messed around. And that's how I ended up in the Air Force. You know, if I had finished school, I probably would have done something else. But um, And I kicked that can, kicked that can. It wasn't until I had my two daughters that I was like, okay, well, you know, I need to go back to school. Because <laughs> uh, I wanted to provide, and I, and I understood, and I, I understood before then uh, the value education stuff. Um, but sometimes it takes those life events to, to really propel you um, and inspire you to do better. Um, but uh, in between that, one of the things that I I did understand is which actually kind of slowed me from going back to school recently was that I wanted to do something that I loved and. I realized as I was going through things that I was already doing some stuff out of the Air Force. I become aircraft loadmaster. I was in aviation and stuff. I got out of active duty, went back home to Charlotte, and I was uh, working part time in the Air National Guard. And I was like, "Man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And then I realized that you know what, I really like doing what I'm doing now. I just need to figure out a way to be able to do that full time. So that's what I did, and I worked uh, full time. uh, for years out there, the National Guard in North Carolina, and enjoyed my time there. Great people, worked with some really, really great people. Um, people can say what they will about um, guys in the military or um, blue collar guys like firemen or policemen and stuff like that, but there, there really is some camaraderie, and um, you, uh, you had the opportunity to meet some some really great people. I, I'm not saying that everybody. I ever it was also a person, there was a lot of people um, who I wish were not associated with the military and uh, would not use their military service, which I don't really understand because I had I, I do service. Um, um, I wish they wouldn't use that to tell to other people because I think that's why people are like, I don't really, if that guy was in the military, and I'm like, yeah, I know, we should have kicked him out, but if that guy was in the military, then I'm not really that impressed. Um, I think it's important to note, and just some, uh, um, straying off the script for a little bit, I think it's important to note that um, bad apples are everywhere. Uh, you find them in all parts of society. I've talked about this at length, uh, especially even on this podcast, um, when we're talking about the police and stuff like that. And In fact, um, there's a lot of uh, viral stuff out there. And, um, uh, just recently here in Chicago, there was a young man that was shot in police. Um, they released the, uh, there was protests and stuff. I heard about it because there were protests and people in the streets and stuff. And here we go again, police shooting another unarmed, unarmed black man. Well, he wasn't unarmed. Um, and I've heard conflicting things. Um, I saw the video and I'll tell you, I'd have shot him too. Um, I, he had a gun, his hand was near his waist. Yeah, but the basic thing I've said is before, people just wanna go home at night and, and nobody is thinking about, Well, I wonder what he's gonna do. I'll wait to get shot first before I return for it. nah man. Um and but I've heard completely things like I heard, even heard saw today, read the day that uh he was uh he was trying to show him show the police his um um concealed carry. Eh, I mean, I don't know. Those are uh, split-second decisions, and you know, teach your own. But um, you you, you got to be able to look two things and through things, um, and understand that everybody's not a bad person. Just every situation is not the same thing. Um, I was talking about last episode. I was reading Charlemagne the God's book, uh, Black Privilege, um, and uh, I, th- I think in there Charlemagne uh, says that. Uh, and I can't remember the exact number because I had to look at it, but it's somewhere around like eighty percent of all white people are evil. And, and I'm like, man, Charlemagne. But I mean Charlemagne's a successful guy, and uh, if that's what he believes, that's what he believes. Uh I just, you know, I don't I I can't give you that number. Um uh, because I, and not to a particular race. Um if I was gonna get that number, I would just give it out genuinely. Um uh, say that all all people of them ain't worth your time Uh, if I was going to give out that kind of number. But um, you just have to understand that people are people and not everybody is a representative of their profession, their race, um, or their gender. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm still in the international guard. Um, I work for the forest service during the summer. Um, DOD nor any government agency. Um, my thoughts are my own, and they do not represent anybody else. Um, so whatever you may think of me and my podcast, hi, haters, um, it has nothing to do with the people I work for. It's not some secret agenda message I'm putting out for them. They don't have anything to do with this. It's just my thoughts alone. Uh, because when Oprah... Uh, calls me up on stage because she heard my podcast and she likes the way I think and she wants to give me a show. Um, they're not tagging along either, so that's <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a two way check valve. But um, like I say as we get back into the, the leadership series and stuff, and we're we're talking about uh, the the difference, I do want to just point out that your humans and your houses are not going to be the same. Um, the floor plan that I, I, I lay out for this. Uh, this series, uh, you may have a different, complete different floor plan. This is just for food for thought for for base and stuff. So, like i say, we we started with the 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 most important part of construction, with the foundation. And we're talking about communication. We're talking about the the footers and stuff. And like I said, I'm not going to recap completely on that because there's a whole episode out there for that. Uh, go check out, I believe it's episode seven. Um, that's where we started the series. But uh, today, what I want to talk about, something I brought up in that is that, so, uh, that's what you rest your house on. So, what does your house look like and what is it made of? And so, uh, one of the more important things you will hear about housing, uh, is good bones. You know, does that house have good bones? It means that is the frame, you know, cause there's a lot of times that, uh, when you're doing that maintenance, that extra paint, or, you know, this wall's got a hole in it, um, uh, kind of thing, um or if you're you're really interested in real estate and you're talking about doing flips um, and you want to get a a house and you want to buy it, put some money into it, and then resell it, um, one of the things that people look for, like, does it have a good frame? Does it have good bones to it? Because I might need to tear these walls off and put new walls in. I might need to uh, redo this roof, but, you know, how's that? How are the bones of this house? What's holding this house up? Is that good? You know, I don't want to have to take it all the way down to the foundation, and so I think that that's important too. That when you frame your house and that, with that woodwork, that supports for everything else, um, that shapes and outlines the identity of your uh, house of leadership. You know, so what are you using? So what I suggest um, when you're framing your house, uh, what you frame your house with is hard work. Um, so all the boards of your your house of leadership need to be made out of hard work because when you change and you, you will, you'll have to change your leadership. This is not one of those, um, things that is stagnant or is stuck. You know, leadership is a very, very dynamic thing. And because as we alluded to, or as I alluded to earlier, um, talking about millennials and that sub uh that subcategory and them um people learn things differently and they expect different things. And if you're not sensitive to knowing your audience who it is you're trying to lead, then your leadership's not going to be as effective. Uh, and it's just like now if you were actually looking for a home, if you were coming to me and say, Hey Jermaine, I want to buy a home and I'd love to sell you home by the way, um I want to buy a house and i take you to a house that was built in the 1920s and, um, or even earlier than that. And there's some really good houses out there that were built. They have some really good bones, those houses. But they need a modern update. Um, I actually was looking at a, a home not a couple of years ago, and it was an older home. And I learned uh, it was like 1800s or whatever the frame would. And it had been expanded upon and had some updates and stuff. But um, one of the things I learned was is that they didn't have closets. Uh, this house had, didn't have a closet in it, and um, because people didn't have a lot of clothes, uh, things have th- things have changed since that house was built, and there needed to be some updates. You know, uh, they had smaller rooms and stuff like that, so you know you may have to go back in and do some remodeling to that house, and your house of leadership is probably gonna need some remodels too. You're gonna have to take some things out and put some new things in uh, to make sure that your house is up to date and you're given the most effective and best leadership that you can. But like I say, it all rests on the fact that I don't want to have to go back down to the foundation. I want to be able to have um, a good framework, and that good framework is going to be your hard work. And so that hard work in everything that you do is going to be able to hold up the rest of your house. It's gonna be the thing that you work or you frame around is that hard work. So when you're when you're a leader and you're a hard worker, you're like say, what is leadership? It's influence, it's inspiration. Um when people work for hard workers, I believe they're inspired to work more. Because if my boss is doing it, then why can't I do it? Absolutely I can do it. Because usually hard workers are the first ones to tell you that you can do it. And there's no excuses why you can't do it. Again, that adulthood thing. Because leadership, mentorship, life coaching, that stuff all rolls into one. And so whether this is for your business, whether this is for your family, um, your house of leadership, if you build it right, will seamlessly transition throughout your life. And you'll be able to use it. These are life tools that you'll be able to use professionally and personally. So, like I say, that framework that you want to have, you know, so when you're putting up your frame and you're putting it together, um, it's going to be hard work. Um, but what keeps that frame together? Um, the nails, so to speak, are going to be your organization. Um, now, it's one of those things that, for me, personally, I've had to work on that. I've had to work on how I organize um, but if you're not organized, you can't really keep schedules. If you're not organized, you really can't stay on task. If you're not organized, you're going to have a lot of issues with how you keep things together. Your organizations are those nails that keep that, those things together. Cause I don't care how hard you work. If you can't remember where you left off or you're missing the information, you can't have, you don't have your documents, you don't have your, your shit together. Uh, you're going to have a hard time. And organization is that is that glue, if you will, that keeps your stuff together. So you're going to frame your house with that hard work, but you're going to keep it together with your organization. So, you know, picture, if you will, use your imagination and stuff. So we got that foundation down there. We've laid it out. It settles in. You've got your communication right where you need it to be, and now you put that frame up. So you, you frame your backbone, your bones are going to be your hard work. And what keeps that hard work pinned together, of course, is going to be organization. Now, in a house, um, one of the things that you want to do is that you want to, after you frame it, you want to put a roof on this third thing because you don't want the elements to, to get in. You know, you don't want to soak, you know, you don't want to have all your communication drowned out or soaked up that foundation and stuff. You don't want your hard work being uh, watered down. So you want you want to put a roof on it and so in our our house of leadership what we want to do is we want to make sure that we have a uh, a roof that's going to withstand those kind of elements and keep a lot of things off of it uh of our leadership that's going to keep that noise out and stuff and so when we when we when we tile our roof stuff we we want to tile it with uh knowledge um up-to-date information too you know if you're going to have some knowledge Uh, so in any particular job we we talk about people who are uh, SMEs or subject matter experts and stuff and what makes them respected among their colleagues is that they have a lot of skill and knowledge in their profession and that's what I challenge you to do is to become a SME in your profession Because when you're talking about your leadership and stuff and when you're going to have people looking at your house, um, you don't want, like I say, you don't want that hard work being watered down because the elements are coming in, the wind's blowing and people can't hear you, they can't hear that communication. But when you have that knowledge that's the, the roof of your house, that keeps a lot of that stuff out. A lot of people aren't distracted by, well, you don't know what you're talking about, so I don't want to listen to you knocking out that communication you don't know what you're talking about or you're not very good at it. So it doesn't matter how hard you work. Of course you have to work that hard. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. You have to work twice as hard as somebody that knows what they're doing. Uh, is somebody who's uh, more skilled than you. So if you're going to be a leader, understand that your knowledge is always going to be tested. That's why I said up-to-date knowledge. Um, I know one of the things uh, for me in my aviation career is when I was instructing um, is that people would go to um, – the schoolhouse um and uh for when i was on c one thirty, it was in little rock arkansas people go to the, the c-130 schoolhouse and we get young kids back and stuff and these guys they've been uh eating leave living and sleeping um this stuff for the last couple of months and as with anything sort of like when you got out of high school or college or whatever technical programs that you might have been into when you were there, you studied, you studied, you studied because you had to get your certification. Same thing when uh, I was doing my real estate stuff my for my license, uh, I was going to class, was studying, you know, because I wanted to pass the test. And that's what these other guys, so I, you know, I'm, you know, fresh in my mind some of the, the, the state laws, and you can't do this, and this is what this is called, and this is how you do real estate math by hand, and thank God there's an app. <laughs> and other people that do stuff for you and you don't particularly have to do it by hand. But uh when you're instructing, sometimes because you're living a life, you're not so detail oriented. Um but if you gotta teach people, if you gotta lead people, you you wanna be studying too like you're still trying to pass the test because they'll come in and they'll challenge you. And if you don't have that knowledge, those challenges, that hail you know, and sometimes you take hail damage. <laughs> sometimes you take hail damage. Um, but you want to have a strong enough roof up there uh, to keep all that stuff out. Because once we get inside the house, we don't want leaks. You, you don't want your roof leaking. So make sure that you're striving to to, to build a foundation uh, for your knowledge and stuff. And so when the storms come, they roll through, and they will. Yeah, if you're if you're going to live in this house of leadership, um, I'm going to tell you there's going to be uh, little to no time for you to be outside enjoying the sun. The storms are going to be uh, swirling around you, and you want a strong roof on there. So we've uh, we framed the house. We've, we got we got the foundation and communication. We framed the house with hard work, and we're holding that frame together with our organization. Um, and then now we got a roof on it. So I mean we're just moving along building this house, and that roofs, that knowledge to keep those storms down and stuff. So, what does your house really look like? Well, that's going to be up to you. Um, I'm going to talk about your floor plan for your house. Um, because when we talk about where leadership lives in this house, this is kind of important. You know, what kind of house do I have? What does my floor plan look like? So, I'm going to give you a basic one. Um, and, you, you know, you can think about it as, you, as you're you in your house. Or you're driving today and you're going home. And you're you're thinking about your house, how your floor plan is set out, you know, what kind of feng shui, open floor plan that you want. You know, I'm not going to tell you what kind of appliances you need or if you need hardwoods throughout your your house and stuff. And I'm sure there's uh, some similes or analogies that I could use for for, for that, too, in your house. But uh, I really want to talk about the space, spaces you keep in your house and what you should do in those spaces, your floor plan. So we're going to talk about. Uh, in, 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 in this house of leadership, we're going to talk about, you're going to have a garage. Um, uh, we're going to have a dining room. We're going to have a bedroom, a bathroom. We're going to have a kitchen and an office. And you can just think to yourself, well, I had, I got those things in my house. So, you know, and this is why I use the analogy because, uh, these are relatable things for you. So room by room in no particular order, um, Let's start in the garage because when I come home, that's that's how I get in my house. I get into the house, going through the garage. Uh, I'm lazy. I, I'm one of those people who hardly ever uses their front door. In fact, I don't know a lot of people who do. Um, <laughs> except when other people come over, uh, they go to the front. But uh, when I come in, I come through the garage. So if you don't have a garage, uh, you're overhanging. But usually in a garage, what a garage is used for is that's where you store things. Now, some people can't even park their cars in the garage. Uh, but because there are little clutter bugs and stuff. And I would again point you to your organization. Um, you want to make sure in this house and stuff, you keep your house clean and it's organized. Uh, and in the house of leadership, you always have visitors. There will always be a visitor. So your house has to be immaculate every time. It's almost like you're trying to see, you know, it's like a house that I'm trying to sell and I'm telling you that, uh, people are coming by and. Uh, they're going to look at your house and examine it and if you're a leader people are just going to do that you you basically have an open house and there's a show on every Saturday <laughs> so and there's a lot of people coming through and they're looking at it and they're kicking you and know, they're they're looking at stuff but they're gonna come to coming the to garage and stuff but in the house of leadership your garage is where you store your tools um one of the phrases that I've heard a lot and the Air Force is, you know, that's another tool for your tool your tool bag. I personally, it was so overused, uh, I've actually come to hate it. <laughs> I, I repeat it now simply because, but I actually kind of hate it because I just thought it was an overdone analogy. Um, but with that being said, I acknowledge, I, I understood exactly what they were talking about. Uh, everything that you do um, is a tool for your leadership, and you've got to be able to sit there and everything, you know, sort of like knives in a drawer, uh, you don't use the same knife for everything. Well, when in leadership, all your tools and stuff, uh, and it may be uh, the way that you do icebreakers. It may be the way that you lead, whatever it is, that, you know, for different situations and stuff. That's what the garage is for. This is where you're going to house your tools. And so it depends on your profession about what tools you need to have um, and, uh, that might be, uh, my next series. I might work on that and talk about the, the, the tools of leadership, but this is where you would, in your, in your, in your house leadership, you would house your tools. And so like when I walk in my house, I, I go in the garage and stuff. And so, you know, my tools are in there. Uh, I got my lawnmower because I, you know, I want to keep my, um, keep my lawn looking good and all my. All my stuff for uh, you know things that I need to fix around the house. You know you got to have your screwdrivers and stuff like that. But that's that's where we keep all that. So your tools, and your toolkits that's that's where you're gonna keep that in your garage. Um, just the way that my my house is. If you ever been in my house, you you walk in and you come out of the garage, and the first room you get to is the bedroom. Um, so uh, I've always thought that that's where the magic happens. And, um, well, just, it is for me. I don't know what happens in your bedroom, but that's where the magic happens for me. Uh, so in your house of leadership, that's, that's what your, that's what your bedroom is. That is where the magic happens in your house. That is where the culmination of all your good things go down. But really, in your bedroom is, uh, if you're like me, home is one of those kind of things that is a peaceful oasis away from everything else. You know, I don't, I don't bring home with me my problems and stuff like that. I leave that outside of my house and with your leadership, I suggest you do the same thing that if you've got some other issues and stuff, don't bring that into your house, you know, uh, definitely take your shoes off at the door and walk in um, with your leadership, walk into your house of leadership uh, clean and clear and that's that. That bedroom, your your master bedroom, is that centerpiece and where you keep everything else out. And that's, the way, but that's the good things. The good things happen in there. And you listen. Um, that's really where you get to listen, uh, because if you if you if we're talking about communication and stuff uh, being your foundation, uh, that feedback when well, you're gonna do that in your bedroom, you're gonna get a lot of feedback because that's the magic. Is that when you're communicating and you've encoded your message and you sent it out and it was decoded and sent back to you, sent back to you in that bedroom, and that's where the sweet love is because if you can get it back the way that you sent it out, that's the magic. Um, now, th- depending on how your house is built and stuff, you may have uh, multiple bathrooms and stuff in your house. You might have one in your master bedroom. Hope, uh, it's always a good design if you do, and so every house of leadership needs a bathroom. Um, um, and if you're like me, that's where I do a lot of my good thinking, <laughs> but more importantly, the function of the bathroom is to clean things up and to let go of shit. And so I'm I'm going to tell you, it's very important for your house of leadership that you have a clean bathroom. That's where you go in there and you rent some of those dirty things off of you. Um, and you just let go of shit. Um, if you are the kind of person that holds grudges or can't get over stuff easily, uh, I suggest you install multiple bathrooms in your house of leadership because you're going to have to do that. Uh, one of the things, I, I, I worked for, um, a chief master sergeant, uh, Mike Annis, uh, one of the best supervisors I ever worked for. I learned so much from Mike. Uh, Mike probably has a mansion of leadership, um, uh, not just a house. Uh, with some mother-in-law suites uh, behind his house, his mansion. Uh, great supervisor, uh, inspirational guy. Uh, when I tell you that he had the hard work the organization and the up-to-date knowledge, absolute legend in the field. Um, one of the things that uh, we did as aircraft load masters, do as aircraft load masters, we have an annual refresher where we sit down and uh, once a year we go back through the basics. And it's uh it's a requirement we did that and uh we do our refreshers in Charlotte and um when Mike was our supervisor, uh he was our chief, uh one of the things that he liked to have was Amnesty hour. And generally towards the end of the refresher, that last day, it was a multiple day multiple day event, and that last day he liked to have amnesty Hour. And basically what it was is okay, if you have gotten away with something <laughs> in the past year from the last refresher if you've gotten away with something within the last year, here is your get out of jail free, no consequence, come to the group and tell us what you did, what you messed up, what you covered up, uh, and hopefully what you learned from it. And uh, it was – I thought it was an exceptional leadership thing that he did there because what it did was um, people do dumb things all the time. We talked about that. People make mistakes. Um And I'll tell you this, one of the things that kind of leads to people being uh, feeling less than and stuff is they think that they're the only ones going through something. And I'm telling you, whether you are going through a problem right now with your kids where they're not performing or they're having behavioral issues, and I'm talking about from two years old to 30 years old, you're not alone. There are other people dealing with that. If you have a family member who's having some addiction or some depression issues, you're not alone. Um, the The biggest mistake we always make is the isolation where we isolate ourselves and we believe that we're the only ones going through stuff. There's tons of support out there. Uh, and I, I'll tell you right now, brother, sister, if there's something going on with you, you reach out to me as soon as you hear this. Don't even listen to the rest of this. You reach out to me. I am there for you. I will listen to you. We can get you the support and help that you need. You are not alone. I don't care what it is. Um, but with that being said, um, not being alone, if you've done something dumb, there's a really good possibility somebody else could do it too. And with that leadership moment, that Amsterdam did deal was it allowed people to come forward and say, Hey, I messed this up and you know, I did this and this happened, which allowed other people to number one, laugh. Um, (laughs) And you gotta be able to laugh at yourself uh, and, and the things that you do. Um, because they're, they're learning moments. That's all they are. Uh You need to learn from them. And, and a little laughter, put a little levity in there and take some of the heat off of uh, some of the things that you've done. But laugh at those things and then understand that, man, I don't want to do that because he did it and it wasn't good. And so by having that opportunity to let go of shit, to let it out there, uh, it was very helpful because – Again, it allowed other people to go, man, I don't want to do that. I might have been in a situation or I might find myself in a future situation that looks a lot like that, and now I've got some better ideas of how not to handle it. Like I say, the whole thing about adulthood and leadership and stuff is not that there's a perfect answer to stuff, that you find yourself in similar uh, situations, and you go, well, I know that that's the wrong answer. That looks less like a wrong answer and I've just got to choose between these things and figure it out. You know, I was going to have this. Is exactly what you need to do, but uh, in life, when you learn from your mistakes and stuff, it, you know, the the good thing about losing or making a mistake um, is that you know for sure that doesn't work. Uh, a lot of times we're out here winning and we're not really certain whether it was accidental. Or it was through preparation and hard work that we got the correct answer. We got the correct results um, from the things that we do. But when you lose, you know absolutely for sure that you don't need to do it that way anymore. Um, so, like I say, with that Amnesty Hour, it was a great leadership thing. Uh, it came from a great leader. And the, the, the kicker to that was is it really was Amnesty. And uh, one of the things that Mike told me years ago, he said, you can't hold grudges. Um, people make mistakes and if you don't understand that then you don't need to be a leader if you are still punishing somebody for something that they did years ago well I don't trust such and such because he messed up that project you know when I gave it to him years ago then you don't understand well number one you're not a good leader because part of your job as a leader is to grow people um, and if you're not moving people from point A to point B to point C, because that's that continued growth that you're looking for, not just you plateau out. Um, then you're not you're not really meant for this leadership thing. But you have got to let that stuff go and allow people to reattack and stuff. He said you just can't hold grudges. He said if you if you're still talking about something that was his thing for year to year. He said if you're still talking about something uh, more than a year after it's happened, you're holding a grudge. Um. So like I said, that bathroom. Uh, probably a very underestimated, but very, imp- just like in your house, a very important piece of your house. Because if you didn't have it there, you'd have some issues. And if you don't have it in your house of leadership, you're going to have the same issues. Nobody's going to be want to be in that house when it smells like shit. You need a bathroom. You need to let that stuff go. Um, so as we move out of the, <laughs> move out of the bedroom, bathroom and stuff, <clears throat> the other, uh, other places, uh, in your house of leadership, you're going to have a kitchen, and um, I don't know. It's again your leadership style based on your profession and stuff. Some of the appliances that you might want to have in your kitchen and stuff, but the idea of the room itself in this floor plan is the kitchen is going to be the place that you're going to be cooking up your ideas. So, we, we've got our tools out there in the garage. We, we've been in the we've been in the bedroom. That's where we're listening. Because that's really what the magic is. Um, now, in my house, it's different magic. But uh, for the house of leadership, uh, that's, that's that's where you're listening, and that's that's where your magic happens. But when you're listening, and where you're going to do with those ideas? We well, take those ideas, you go to the kitchen and stuff, and you start cooking up some plans, uh, of how you're going to proceed, uh, whether it's you know with your next project whether it's uh, some developments of those uh, subordinates and stuff, uh, whether it's how you're going to uh, take something to your balls. You know, you cook all those ideas up in the kitchen. And so the kitchen's a very, very important place. And again, uh, your house of leadership is a show house. And whether it's not, what it is or not, really, um, there's a couple places that need to be kindling in your house. Um, I'll tell you. A uh, very turn-off for people is when you come to your house and your kitchen's dirty and your bathroom's dirty. Now, you can close the door to your bedroom because that's where the magic happens. Everybody doesn't have to be back in your bedroom. And, in fact, for your House of Leadership, everybody doesn't have to be back there. Don't, you know, that's for you. It's for that listening. Um, you don't have to particularly open that up for everybody, even though I, I, I kind of think that a House of Leadership probably doesn't have many doors in it. Um, Just a very, very open floor space where um, we're walled off simply because we're compartmentalizing the things that we're doing. But uh, your kitchen, uh, you want to make sure that the counters are clean and the utensils are clean that you're using in there uh, when you're cooking up your ideas because you want your ideas to come out clean because you're going to be serving those ideas up in the dining room and nobody wants to um, eat your food, take your ideas. If your kitchen's dirty. So you're going to cook up your stuff in your kitchen, but we're going to move over to the dining room because, again, that's where you're going to entertain these ideas in your house of leadership. And that's when you really are having people come over. So, you know, in in this house, you know, I, I know a lot of, you know, people have family rooms and, you know, uh, entertainment rooms, or you know, even some people have movie theaters and stuff. Uh, but metaphorically speaking, in our house, our house of leadership is going to be, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about dining room because we're serving up the ideas fresh out of the kitchen, you know. So, just like when you go for Thanksgiving and stuff, um, you know, you're cooking everything up. You come and present those ideas out there in the dining room, and that's where people are going to tear into your food, your ideas. They're going to tear into it, and hopefully, you know, it's delicious, and they consume it all, and they're not, you know, people spitting and throwing stuff to the dogs, um, but. And, again, that's why you want your kitchen to be clean when you're cooking up these ideas. And, and I guess, you know, just to further elaborate on being clean, that really is that whole idea that when you walked in your house, you took your shoes off, you were not bringing in negative thoughts and stuff. Everything is from an objective uh, stand, uh, st- uh, standpoint, and you're not bringing in any prejudice and stuff to your house of leadership um, because if you have a slant on things – where you're being prejudiced, where you didn't let some shit go, and you're trying to take that. You didn't wash your hands and come to the kitchen with clean hands and stuff. You hadn't let everything go. You still got some dirt on you. You didn't shower up uh, good enough. Uh, Nobody wants to eat that. They can taste that in your food. Um, So when you're serving up these ideas and stuff, make sure that that kitchen is clean. And when you get out to the dining room, you're entertaining these ideas. And and just like a Thanksgiving setting where everybody's sitting around the table and we're passing – these ideas around the table and stuff and everybody's contributing and they're taking it out and they're putting back in and stuff. You know, that's what your leadership, that's really kind of the heart for heart of your house and stuff where you're going to listen to people and these ideas are going to be consumed uh, by everybody. Um, And, and lastly, um, you can have an extra bedroom, um, because uh, you can have that's that's somewhere in your house leadership where you allow people to stay within that house, um, your mentees in that guest room that you have back there, um, because you, you're you're they're in the house and you're taking care of them and you're watching over them and you're making sure you're feeding them that good stuff and you're teaching them these good habits and you know they're they're, they're now under under the roof of your knowledge and stuff. And they're protected from that stuff on the outside the way that your house is protected. And, um, it's, it's a really important thing to be able to have that extra space in your house. And so you might have multiple rooms, uh, where you have mentees and men, uh, mentees under you and stuff. I would suggest, uh, just personally that you don't have too many mentees at one time because you want to be able to give out, uh, a detailed, like you don't want too many guests in your house Um, because you're not running a hotel. That's a whole different construction. You know, you got guests in your house, you know, if you have uh, your brother-in-law and your sister over, um, you probably don't need cousins and everybody else in there too, you know, and I understand there's going to be some times when you, when you're going to have a packed house, when it is going to be a holiday Type event, but that's what those are. Those are holiday type events, Um, but for everyday leadership and stuff, you you don't want to have too many mentees because you want you don't want to dilute what you're giving them. You want to be able to entertain and take care of your house guests. So, don't build too many uh, guest rooms on. Um, Make sure that you've got enough that you can be a great host. And when people leave, they go, "Hey, I really learned something when I was in the, when I was under him, I was under that ro- in his roof, and uh, you know, for me, I, I think it in parental uh, terms too. You know, that protection, you know, because you just like say this is when you're talking about that leadership aspect. We're talking about the full Monty effect of it. It translates from your personal uh, life to your professional life. And so whether it's, you're talking about your kids and they should permanently live in your house, but they're in your, your leadership too. Um, you're giving them what they need and they're not having to compete with other people within that house, uh, for that attention. You know, like I say, you don't want to divide it up too much, uh, because then we start neglecting, uh, our house guests and you don't, you don't want to do that. Um, if I was going to add in uh, one last room, it probably would be in like an office. Um, And that, that's really where you just get down to business with your leadership and you're very, very directive. And that, that's, that's, that's where your actionable things, of your leadership are taking place. Um, If anybody works from home or even if you just think about your office uh, there, that's where, that's where you're doing. That's the action part of your leadership. So, when when you're in your office, that's when you're um, – the emails, the conferences, all that kind of stuff, uh, whatever it is, that's where that's where you, the rubber meets the road and you're doing your stuff. So just to recap, um, you know, our house of leadership is, is just a blueprint of what I believe are some tenets, some things that you need uh, if you're going to be a leader. Um, it, it's important that you have that, uh, that foundation. Um, it's important that you have great framework, um, that you have a strong roof over your head and that your floor plan accommodates your leadership style. There may be other rooms that you want in your, your house of leadership. Uh, some people like to have a deck on their house because they like to do not just entertaining entertaining ideas, but really and their leadership style, they entertain those are the guys that hey, I want to meet you at the work for a beer um you know we can transcend some transcend some lines here uh where we're not just uh colleagues but we're friends um for some people that doesn't work um so I'm not going to suggest that you put a deck on your house that that's not conducive to your profession or your personality um I I will tell you this is something I learned a long time ago and I'm kind of going to just end on this note, uh, for, uh, the leadership stuff. Um, I was in a class a long time ago and somebody said, Hey, you need to care about people. And I immediately challenged the guys Hey, if if anybody in here didn't care about somebody until you said it, it's a little too late. Uh, if you're going to do this thing, do this thing right. Um, make sure that you care, Make sure that you are really interested in people and their well-being and their progression. Um, that's what makes sincerity is kind of really, you know. I, I said that when your foundation, your active, your active ingredient for your foundation, uh, because you, you just, you're found, you know, just like <coughs> concrete isn't just water and dirt. Um, uh, the foundation for your house uh, just isn't the communication, the active ingredient is is truth uh well what makes a, a house a home and your your home of leadership is going to be your sincerity um that you are honestly um there for your people and that's that's really what's going to take it over because that those are the accents of your home and stuff those are the pictures and stuff those are i'm sincerely here for you and stuff um just like i am sincerely here for you guys um, it's been a pleasure um once again. Uh I'll be back next week. Again, uh, check me out on iTunes, Google Play, now on Spotify. Um I have had a great time. Check out the website www.domaineventpodcast.com. Uh I'm going to be doing some updating there. Um I'm starting to reach out to people and sending them some I'm, I'm I'm developing a little press junket. Uh, to send out so people know who I am. So when I'm asking for interviews, uh, there are a couple of people, local Charlotte that uh, I want to, I want to bring on the uh, podcast and I want to get their perspectives on leadership and some people in some leadership roles and uh, I actually kind of thinking I'm I'm an optimist guy. I <laughs> think that uh, uh, once some people have heard this podcast, they want to be on it and they'll want to share and I can bring that stuff to you. Um, but again, It has been my pleasure to bring you another episode of the main event. Uh, Thank you for your time. God bless. And you know how it does. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go.